This is a HeadGum Podcast. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Two, three, four. If you're looking for advice from a real girl who might not have the answers, but goddamn she'll try just a tip, then you'll be on your way. With Meg and Batoon on Friday. Welcome to Just a Tip, an advice podcast hosted by me, Megan Batoon. I don't have an embarrassing fact about me today, which means I don't need extra help to chime in on helping you. Today we're going to do a little something different, and this might be nice from time to time. Or you might hate it, but it's happening either way. Like when you can't stay asleep, so you end up waking up at 5.30, but in turn are more productive than you've been in three years collectively. That's like this. You know those times? Uh, Yeah. I love those times. (laughs) I do too. I also like just being in bed when it's still like blue out. It's all cuddly. What do you cuddle with? My little panda bear. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, I usually take questions from the email and discuss them with a guest. But this time, oh, this is exciting. Oh, my gosh. This is today, on the day that we are recording, is the one-year anniversary of when Irene started working with me. Yes, dude. So this is perfect. I think that's such a cool thing about you that you don't say for me, you say with me. That's such like a beautiful little thing that I doubt that you notice or try to say, but it's very, it means a lot to me. Oh, I think it sound, I think it would sound so self-serving if I was like, she's working for me. Because like, <laughs> yeah, you're an employee, but mm. I don't, I also like in movies when they're, uh, the devil wears Prada and she's like, oh, I'll tell my assistant to do this or like, fetch me a coffee. Or it's just <laughs> like, that's not okay. I mean, that's not you like at all. It's crazy. A year. It's a long time. One year. I know that's wild. So this is what we're going to do. It, this is called tip jar and I asked you on Twitter for topics that I'll go through and give a quick tip on anything and everything nothing is off limits especially sports because I'm an expert (laughs) so let's see what you said on Twitter so I'll just I'll read a tweet and we'll go around the room the two of us a line segment of a room and we'll give our best quick tip one tip we only get one tip only one only one the best one here we go this one is from Rick Fishizzle they just wrote pancakes with caramel any tips on that don't get them I agree. The only thing that caramel should be on is in a... Frappuccino. No. I've actually never had a frappuccino. I think... Can we... Oh, can we get you one today? I would not eat it. Drink but it. You just, but, so you've never even tried one. I think I've had that Oreo one from Starbucks. I don't think they make an Oreo one. Then I just had cookies and cream. <laughs> I had an Oreo ice cream. in a Starbucks. <laughs> I had melted cookies and cream. Where does caramel belong? Caramel belongs... In a milk dud. That's it. I also, I don't like caramel or fudge on my ice cream. Keep it away. I don't You don't like hot fudge? No. Really? I like fudge that is fudge. Like when you eat fudge. Like Christmas time fudge? Mm Mm-hmm. I like anything Christmas time. Mm -mm. (laughs) (laughs) Stupid. Dude, wait. Okay. Hot fudge on ice cream is a pleasure among pleasures. Hideous. The only type of chocolate that should be on ice cream is either a chip or if it's dipped in chocolate in your McDonald's. 
So why is that better than hot fudge? Because that's hot and cold, and I'm not Katy Perry. We're done. This episode's <laughs> over. <laughs> okay. What's your quick tip on pancakes? Oh, you said don't Yeah, don't do get them. Next question. I had a quick tip. <laughs> uh, from at Sunita, how to make the best grilled cheese in the world? Oh, use mayo instead of butter. What? On your bread. Really? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I have cheese. I have a piece of Kraft Singles cheese, and I have two pieces of Wonder Bread that aren't cooked yet, yeah? Yes. And I put mayo on both sides. Of the bread, the of, outside piece of the bread, yeah. And what goes in the pan? Nothing. Mm-mm. And then, so how many minutes on each side? Uh, you, you have one piece of cheese? How many pieces of cheese should I have? Two, at least. Well, then I have two, at Great least. choice. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, like the... Two, three minutes on each side, as long as there's, like, pressure on top, too. Delightful. And that's amazing? Oh, honey. Okay. What's yours? What's your tip? Um, Ketchup. Dip <gasps> it in ketchup. Cook I it. dip it in mustard. That's disgusting. I'm not on board. I've jumped you off board. Ju- you? This is the Titanic before I knew it was sinking, and I'm already jumping off. You are putting it in low-budget tomato soup. Love that. <laughs> Next, from Chance Cook, easy gift ideas for the difficult to please. You start. Ooh, a gift idea. I think a go-to gift idea for anyone. I was talking with my friend the other day, and we were like, don't give a gift card because it just seems like you didn't care. Mm-hmm. At least get, like, a candle or, like, a bottle of alcohol, whether it's, like, wine or whiskey or something like that. And write a handwritten card. Oh, for sure. Hard agree there. I think th- yours is better because mine was for, like, a quick gift. But, like, favorite candy bar, I think, is always nice. That's great. Just to show. But that you can do that with the alcohol, too, just to show, like, that you listen. Oh, I know you like white wine, so I got you this white wine. Yeah. <laughs> I like the... <laughs> <laughs> I like the idea of a, a favorite candy bar. I'm going to accentuate it one more. So if you, if I love Kit Kats and people always bring me Kit Kats like just because, which is amazing. amazing. Um, and so I would do like a box, like a shoe box and just get like every size of Kit Kat or just like a bunch of Kit Kats or something like that, whatever their favorite is. So they don't think that it's going to be what it is. My dad used to do that with when he gave money for Christmas, he would he wouldn't give like a gift card or a check. He would put like a I remember one time he did like a tissue box and taped a bunch of one dollar bills to each other, like the short side of the dollar bill, so that you, when you opened it, like it looks like a tissue box because he like fluffed the top with tissue. Oh my god. And then gosh. he went like, Oh, you got me a tissue box? And then after you take the first tissue out, then it was like a dollar and then you would keep like pulling it out in a la a clown ribbon That's out of their mouth. That's a really good gift. Yeah, it was pretty cool. That's so creative of your dad. So I would say even if you're giving something like money or a candy, present it in a way that's confusing. That's smart. Make sure they're confused when you give them this gift. Yeah. Good tips. Next tip from Mooglili, trying out dancing for the first time. Any tips, Irene? Yeah. I mean, don't be afraid to look stupid. Yeah. Main thing. If you're dancing for the first time, I would say keep moving your feet. Oh. Because I think, like, you can, you remember in Hitch when he's like, here's the shopping cart and here's the earwax. Have you ever seen Hitch? (laughs) (laughs) Is that the one with Will Smith? Yeah. And he's like trying to teach the other guy how to be likable. And he was like giving him little pointers of how to dance. And he was like, it's like you're cleaning your ears. And he's leaning from side to side, twisting his fingers as like a dance move. Okay, so you've never seen Hitch. But that's the superhero one, right? What? A superhero? Oh, okay. Here's the difference. He did a movie called Hitchcock. Oh! Where he's a superhero, and then he did Hitch where he's like the ladies' man. What's his wife's name? 
Jada Pickett Smith. Why did I know her name? I don't know. I don't know. I couldn't point her out in a crowd if I tried. I could do that. Really? Yeah, I do that. I instead of playing Where's Waldo, I go Where's Jada Pinkett Smith. <laughs> She's always wearing a red and white striped shirt. <laughs> that's a good. Um, oh, I was gonna say that's a good movie. I've never seen it. The tip we were talking about. Yes. What was it? Oh, mine was Don't Be Afraid to Look Stupid. Yeah, and mine was Keep Moving Your Feet. I love that. Yeah. Oh, that's what my point was. Was in Hitch, he kind of just leans from side to side instead of moving his feet. I think if you like step touch, step touch, you're you're good on a dance floor. All right. From BTH and BZM. Oh, oh, Bethany Maynard. That's, we'll just, or Bethan. <laughs> Bethan Maynard. How do you balance work and social life evenly? Quick tip. You go first. Ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, this is what I did. So I used to overwork a lot. I remember one time my manager told me to stop working on the weekends because it was unhealthy for me. Because mm-hmm. I thought the more you worked, the better it was. Like I thought it was so impressive and you get more done and you're just better off in life. And I think that you will burn out way quicker if you do that. So what I've started to do is I only work from 10 to like 7, or I would say 9 to 7 every day. And other than that, I try to not deal with work. I try to just go home. Luckily now even office space. So once I go from the office, it's home time and don't worry about work. So I would just I would say put limits on how much you work. Maybe give yourself a window of this is when I can actually work. And then you still have to put work into your social life, but it's hopefully it is fun if you're not an introvert like me. I would say balancing work and social life. I won't look at like work emails on the weekends or when I'm not working. I'll glance at it to make sure it's not urgent. Yeah. And if it's not, I won't even worry about it. And then I would say get a hobby that has like nothing to do with work. So like I bake a lot and we don't bake at work. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's good for me to like relieve stress. It does something that I like. It produces something. Right. Um, I'm very lucky where I work with my best friends. So <gasps> there will be times where like we're at work and when we have lunch, it's just like social time lunch and then work again. So mm-hmm. but if you don't have that, definitely try to like, I don't know, text your friends, call your friends during lunch. Just yeah. see, like, what's up. Try to make plans. Having having something to look forward to at the end of the week, too, is, like, really nice. Like, if you know you're going to go see a show on Saturday or, mm-hmm. like, get brunch on Sunday, that's always really fun. Yeah, I do like that. Next, from Stephen Walker. I know I'm not supposed to know where or what I'm doing with my life in college, but how do you deal with pressure that everyone puts on you to have your life together? Who I, I would love to know, like, who's putting all this pressure? Because I'm used to putting the pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So I can only really speak to that because like my parents aren't asking me what's going on I don't have someone like down my neck being like get these grades or make this amount of money (laughs) it's really just like I'm the one that I have to kind of compete and please do you think that that's harder or easier than having somebody like checking up on you I think there's probably a give and a take because I would just want to say harder but I think that's probably like subconsciously me being like I'm doing so well (laughs) and like it could be easier because you can essentially like be the one to say I don't want to do this Mm -hmm. versus if you were letting somebody else down like I'd rather let myself down than somebody else oh 100% yeah I mean also like these people unless it's people who you really care about that if your parents or close friends are worried about the amount that you're not pushing yourself that might be an indicator that you should push harder Mm -hmm. but if it's just like random professors and like people that you hear in the cafeteria or whatever that are like oh you need to be ready and be doing this like if you feel like you're okay and you have a general idea of something you'd like to do, I think you're probably fine. 
Yeah, I definitely think that there's a lot of comparison when it when you're in such a tight knit community like a school, especially mm-hmm. high school, because everyone's like everybody's judging themselves off of what everyone else is doing. Yeah, and there's always like, oh, you got to be in this extracurricular activity. You have to have this GPA to get into a college. It's just like a lot going on, and I think that's the main part where you need to ask yourself what you want to do. I don't know. If you're in college, I feel like just stay the course. <laughs> Someone who dropped out to be in the entertainment industry. I think stay the course unless something else, it calls you in a way that you can't say no to it. Yeah. Because you can having a degree will only help you. Having a degree can't hurt. Never. Yeah. Unless it, you're in debt. Yeah. I mean, then it hurts financially. Exactly. Which is like, stop making school that expensive. Why I, is it that expensive? I thought that the, in one school in New York made it free. What? Which, like, I don't know how you can just do that. You can't. I thought that, the, I think they did. But how How do the teachers get paid? I don't know. I think that, okay, how much should college cost? Let's actually think about this. Because okay. my tuition, I went to a private art school, and I think each semester was 16 grand with, like, room board. Oh, that was included? Yeah. Is room and board the same thing? I th- They always go together. I think room and board is, like... Where you stay. A room and bathrooms and stuff. Okay. Yeah. You didn't have a bathroom. (laughs) No. I think it was that. I would have to check again. But yeah, so say that like, well, what's a university um, or an in-state school, either community college or in-state? I went to uh, Cal State Northridge and it was like maybe 3,500 a semester, not including books. And I didn't stay there. That was like just tuition and parking pretty much. Did I say 1,600? Because I meant 16,000. I think you said 16 grand. Oh, because you were like, that's it? <laughs> and yours was 3500 Oh, because I, room and board is like, I'm surprised that that was included. Oh, okay. Because normally I don't think it's included. Oh, yeah, you had to stay there. Really? It wasn't an option your first year. You had to live on campus. No. Mm-hmm. What was that like? I mean, I had no choice. It was great. <laughs> also, I didn't live in St. Augustine, so it was like, this is good. It was new and interesting. Whoa. Yeah, that's it was cool. wild. But it should have not costed that. I think each class... Should cost three to five hundred dollars. Yeah, and I think the books you should be able to rent for no more than a hundred dollars a book. I think it should be even if you're re- here's my Fifth, problem seventy five. Okay, I like to buy books because I didn't like having to worry about what happened to them. Mm. So I would buy them and then sell them back. Right. Okay. But no book should be more than $75. Yeah. That's it's true. Crazy. And like and so many people complain about the books, but it's they found out it's because like pu- a lot of publishers actually change like a couple of things and then they sell it as the new version. Mm, I hate that. Yeah, like it's not like there's groundbreaking I'm sure that sometimes that happens that like some groundbreaking thing has happened they have to rewrite some of it right but I've heard that they like like only history books (laughs) (laughs) everything else is fine yes change the Oxford comma they they probably should though (laughs) they probably just change the font from like 12 to 14 and go okay 350 dollars yeah it's it's crazy horrendous and then on top of that whatever teachers get paid but I think whatever they're getting paid they should get paid more Other than that, school should not cost that much. I didn't feel like my school was too expensive. Like, oh, that's good. We, I'm not in debt, so I'm very happy about that. Thank heavens. And I think that that was reason. It's reasonable for me to no long to not be in debt because Mm. it wasn't so crazy expensive. But I also like didn't have pretty much any college experience. Like, I would go from my house, go to class, leave, do my work, bring it back to class. Oh, right, because you didn't stay on campus. I didn't stay on campus. I didn't. 
really, I didn't go to any like CSUN parties because I don't think that there were many. Like, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have like the quintessential college, like. Oh, neither did I. Yeah. I went to zero parties. There our Flagler didn't have parties. <laughs> we didn't have a football team and there I think there was a cheerleading team, but it was like three girls that were just like doing rolling <laughs> rolling in the grass. <laughs> were you on it? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Wait, what's the cheerleading outfit called? A uniform? The shell? Shell. Yeah. The top is called a shell. I didn't even look into the to the cheerleading program there because I saw it in in one of their yearbooks and it was like literally five people. And I was like, this is you can't do anything with this. That's sad. And they didn't have a dance team. We didn't have a sports team. It was so arts heavy that there was no athletics. And it was was it it couldn't have been all graphic art. Was it like fine art and all yeah, that? Oh, okay. Like art sure, history sure. majors. There's like painting. Wow. It was graphics. Yeah, it was just it was only art. And that's what I wanted. Like I told yeah. my parents, I was like, I'm not going to school unless it's a private art school. <laughs> That was so crazy. <laughs> like if I could go back in I time. I can't wait till your kid tells you that. I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh in their face. No, no. I'm gonna go, what we you're do gonna here. regret this. Sit down, it's story time. <laughs> I film a YouTube video with my kid. <laughs> <laughs> my first story time. No, if I could go back in time, I would not go to that school. I would I don't even know what I would do for school if I went back. Uh I guess I would just do like a community college and then a a university and just get it out of the way because that is the most financially smart oh i would probably go to nyu oh for sure yeah but then you talk about it all the time (laughs) yeah i I guess we could be friends (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah that's good i did if i could go back in time and do something different about school i would just make sure i got all my classes right so i didn't have to do community college for three years oh smart Yep. Oh my God. Transferring your transcripts is the going to the, what is it called? There's like uh, an office. admissions office. There's another word that's, I hate. I don't know what it is, but I hate it. And yeah, no one cared about your transcript. <laughs> Everyone no one lost cared about it. you. No one cared about you. Mm-hmm. God forbid. But I had a friend who had worked in there, like as their like college job, they worked in the admissions office. And you know the stack of front of the line passes? No. So like in the beginning a couple of weeks of school, the lines are always like two hours long to get to talk to admissions for transcripts or whatever, transferring credits or however it works. Oh, wow. But if you had waited two hours and they were like, oh, you don't have the right form, come back tomorrow, here's a front of the line pass ah. so you don't have to do this all again. My buddy worked there and stole some of those passes. So I had like five of them that That's I just got really to cool. use. And that was like the best part of my college experience. Whoa. Was skipping lines. Yeah, best part of my college experience was discovering Glee. <gasps> I, I, you're a Glee queen. I love I a Gleek. I loved Glee. I just got put in my place by a <laughs> Gleek. <laughs> I that was the first year that the show came out, and I would go out of my dorm, and they aired it, I think, at like 7 or 8 or something like that, and there's only a couple of other people in the entire school that liked the show, and so we would, and it was not a collective friend thing, like, we just all ended up weirdly being loners in the same space, uh, and, because we didn't have TVs in our dorm or anything like that. Is that normal, to not have a TV in your dorm? I never lived in a dorm. Oh, right. I don't I, know if I it, do think most people bring TVs, though. Oh, okay. We did not have that, and so I went to the, I guess it's like a wreck room kind of but just for like it's had a couple couches and a tv and we would watch glee and i would count down until like glee day it was like tuesday or thursday or something like that and i would just get really excited that was like the best part of my college this is like i i never 
<laughs> I feel like it's rare when I find something out about you because we're around <laughs> each other so often. But I'm like, I'm taken aback yeah. by this information. It's so interesting. Uh, Finn was my background for a while. He was like just singing in the shower and it's my phone background. Who's Finn? He was the main lead. So no- Leah Michelle's um, love interest. It was so, it's such a good show. I think I, it started to get bad you, because it was on for so long. Um, but some of the songs, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. The reason, <laughs> the reason why I know a lot of songs is because of Glee. Like I've never seen Wicked, but I know uh, Define Gravity because Lee Michelle sang it with uh, Kristen Chenoweth oh on my, the show. I love Kristen Chenoweth. She's so talented. She's crazy good. The show's awesome. Do you still watch it? Is it? It's not on. I mean, like reruns and stuff. Oh no! I think I stopped watching it after college. So I mean, I went to college. <laughs> I went to Flagler for a semester or two. Two? I thought you went for two years. No. Mm-mm. So this is my college experience. I love this. I was super stubborn. Tell my parents that I'm not going to college unless I go to a private art school. So I moved to St. Augustine. Go to Flagler. I think for a semester. And then I dr- I leave to go be with my boyfriend slash dance. I really wanted to dance. So I moved in with my boyfriend in order to dance. And I went to a community college called Valencia. And then I graduated from Valencia with an associate's degree. And then I went to my first day of school for graphic design at University of North Florida in Jacksonville. And that was the day that I got that email of the callback for Step Up. And so right after school that day, on my first day of school, I went to Miami and then did the audition and had to, like, withdraw. Oh, my God. Wow. Yeah. That's a great story. I didn't know the timeline that well. I'm so happy. That's crazy. <laughs> I'm so happy I now know. Now that I know the timeline <laughs> and that you watched Glee. Oh, Glee. Oh, Glee. It, Glee is also a really good soundtrack to work out to Oh, I've heard that, I think. Have you? I think so. Ugh. I have some friends who loved Glee, mm-hmm. but I could never get into it. Really? I like. I think I tried once and I watched like four minutes and I was like, uh. I love it. I love that. I love that you love it. <laughs> it's so funny and interesting. Next up, oh, we have another one from Moogalili, Maddie. Oh, hey, bud. Uh, she asked about dating for dum-dums. <gasps> I love this. Quick tip, dating for dum-dums. Oh, you go first. Oh, gosh. Dating for dum-dums. Quick tip. Because it only needs to be one. That's the issue here. Mm. We can't give a lot. The quickest tip is... Be honest. <gasps> definitely, definitely be honest. If you don't want to see somebody anymore and you guys have like just started dating, be like, hey, man, I'm so sorry. I'm not interested. That's what are an they amazing do? tip. Just be honest. That's way better than mine was going to be. What's yours? I don't know. It was going to be something along the lines of like, listen to them more than you're listening to what you think that they're saying. That's great. <laughs> you know, like I was dating this guy who didn't understand that my love language was acts of service Mm -hmm. and he never ever got it and he would like not make the bed he would leave dishes out and it was like this is offensive and it makes me feel like you don't care about me and then he had a talk with another one of his psychology friends and he was like well it's kind of weird because you come over and you stay in the bed and then you don't you don't make the bed and you just leave and it's kind of a symbolic way of showing that like that's how you are in the dynamic of your relationship you just kind of come and go when you please and you don't you don't like take care of anything around you. Right. And so after that, he something snapped in his mind and he like makes it bad. He like does dishes. Like it's a whole thing. Cause now he's listening. He's understanding like this isn't an inherent thing that's not gonna change about me. You either have to like get on board or get off. I love that. Yeah. Yours is great. <laughs> I think yours is better. I think being honest is amazing. It's just easier too. That way you never have to like remember a lie. Ugh, the worst. 
I could never lie off of that. It's so uncomfortable. It's just so much stress. <laughs> it's so stressful. Megan made a new word for it. <laughs> Angela Joanna asks, how to ice coffee? Have you ever had iced coffee? I've tried it. What do you not like about it? Uh, the coffee part. <laughs> I love the ice part. <laughs> Anything frigid, gimme, gimme. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> um, she said how to, like how to make it? It just says how to ice coffee. Oh. So probably how to get the best one, where to get the best one, how do you make it? Oh, you're going to be much better answering this than I am. But I know that we used to make, when I worked at Coffee Bean, we made just like concentrated coffee and then we'd ice and then we'd chill it and then just mix it with some water. Oh. And people liked it. Oh, that's interesting. So that's cool. What about you? How do I ice coffee? I don't like iced coffee. I like iced lattes because mm. I think I like milk a lot. And iced coffee, when you get it at diners, isn't as good as just normal diner coffee. A little bit burnt coffee at a diner, give me all of it. Really? I love it. I love diner coffee. What do you put in your coffee? Ooh, just one of those little hat. Well, it depends if it's hot. If it's hot, I put one of those half and halves and a sugar, a Splenda. And if it's iced coffee slash an iced latte, I'll put almond milk and a stevia. Oh, mm-hmm. it, why the difference? I don't know. I think stevia doesn't dissolve well in hot. I am lying out of my teeth. <laughs> I just do it. <laughs> I'm making something up. I don't know right where I'm now. going with this, but I'm going to keep talking until I land on a word. Oh, we did it. Carmen C23 asks how to practice self care. Quick tip on self care eat food that you like. Mm. Retweet. Carmen C. also asks motivation tips for exercise. Ooh. Quick tip on exercise or quick tip on motivation to exercise. You go. Ooh. Ooh. I would say set an alarm and just do it no matter what for one week. She's Nike. If, <laughs> if you say, okay, twice a week, I want to at least walk around my house. That's all it has to be. Just the act of you getting up and doing it is you doing something more than you were already doing before. I always say action takes action. And if you want to start getting into doing something, you just have to start getting into doing it. You got to start doing it. There you go. (laughs) What's your tip? Just I think I love going on walks. Just walk. It's exercise. It's easy. Walking is great. I don't normally like walking, but when I'm in New York, that's my favorite thing. I mean, I guess it's because you have to. Because <laughs> there's no other. It's, it's my favorite necessity. thing when I don't have another option. <laughs> I really like it. And if you don't like walking, wear headphones. Mm. Listen to Glee. Listen to a podcast. A podcast is a great. I used oh. to do 45-minute uh, walks when I was doing this crazy exercise regimen and I would listen to podcasts and that's really fun. That's more it's more fun to listen to a podcast when you're walking than it is music. A hundred percent agree. And mm-hmm. you like learn a lot too depending on what you listen to. Mm-hmm. I remember one time I was like trying to be cultural and smart and so I'd put on like the daily which is a 10 minute uh, podcast yeah. of, like what's going on in the world and I'd go okay I'm gonna start with the daily and then I'm gonna listen to if I were you afterwards and like it was, I never really understood what was happening in the daily because my mind wouldn't be paying attention. <laughs> You're like, I wonder what Jake and Amir are going to talk about. <laughs> yeah. What did mother say? Mother. <laughs> I don't know if this is just a weird way my brain works, but do you remember like where you were when you heard a certain podcast? Ooh. I, I'm that way with YouTube videos, but I don't know about oh, really? podcasts. What oh. video and where were you? Oh, gosh. I mean... The main video that like started my career, I remember I was at a dance audition watching a, a Wong Fu video called The Last, which is amazing. I love that. 
I could probably I don't I don't know that about podcasts. Why? Why do you ask? I was just thinking about that today. I was listening to a podcast on my way to grab you and it they talked about something that they had talked about a while ago. And I remembered where I was when oh. they had talked about that thing. Oh, that's cool. And so I was curious if that was the same way that you – like everybody's like, I remember where I was when Kennedy got shot. I'm right. Like, I remember where I was when my favorite murder talked about John Benet Ramsey. <laughs> <laughs> Have you – do you ever go back into old places and try and relive that experience? Or like think about – this is a weird thing that I do, and I told you about this before, but I, I pretend that I'm sitting next to – young me I love that. and looking up at me and going like this is your future are you proud of it or no and I I am always proud of it which is really cool that's fantastic and it's funny because it's always okay I have long story probably long Perfect. I have a home video that my dad recorded of me it was either my dad or my cousin Kelly and it was me singing into a like Dell what is it called like a headset headset yeah it has like the earphones and the microphone right yeah for like webcamming or whatever is that what it's called <laughs> I think it's just I've, like I don't know technology <laughs> so I it was unplugged but I I thought it looked like a Britney Spears headset so I was wearing that and I was dancing and singing around to Smash Mouth's top hit All Star nice so anytime it comes on like a lot of time Irene and I will be in the car and it'll come on and she'll just like turn it up because she knows that every time it comes on it takes me back to exactly it's me in a tiny pink shirt and I mean it's not tiny I was, it was tiny because I was tiny <laughs> she was wearing a crop top it's, at seven <laughs> and I think about like oh that seven-year-old girl next to me and like me singing all-star and going like here's the difference of of what's passed in time and that's what you grew up to be do you ever do that in like when you go back to maybe it's like you walked in the halls of CSUN or you go back home to where you grew up or something like that and you're like wow the last time I was here this is who I was and it's this complete different person I do that sometimes I don't think I do it as actively as like when I like a memory, like if I hear a song, like an uncovered memory will you know, oh, yeah. pop into my head and be like, oh, I remember when I heard this song or when somebody told me about it. But I don't have any like particular thing like you do. But I think it, I love that you have that. <laughs> I feel like if I went back to Flagler, I don't know if it would feel like anything to me because it's such a distant memory at this point. I would I wouldn't want to go by myself. I'd want to go. Oh, yeah. And this was this. Oh, yeah. And this was this. Because, you know, when yeah. you're younger, everything seems way more grand than it actually mm -hmm. is. Younger or drunker. I remember the other day I was in New York um, and I was walking in the Lower East Side and I was with a friend and I was like, oh, I think this is a bar that like this one memory happened. And he was like, let's go to it. And when I was there, it was like, oh, everything looks like dingier and grosser than like how I remember it because you, I think you fantasize and you make everything better yeah. in memory. I think so too. But I, I think it can be the same with bad things. Like I think... Mm. I'll think about how terrible a boyfriend was. And then yeah. when I like actually like read old texts or see an old letter, mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, maybe it wasn't that bad. Yeah. But then like it's the same way as like some things are just like way more beautiful when you think about them than they were when it happened. Yeah, true. Like romanticizing. I do yeah. that all the time with I boyfriends. I uh, sure do that also. Jeez. <laughs> jeez, Louise. Uh, let's take a quick break and then we'll get back to Twitter. <laughs> That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm -mm -mm. 
Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hi, we're back. Hello. We are back on Twitter, and we're going to see if we can give you quick tips. One quick tip and some tangents. Ugh. <laughs> That's a great tagline. One quick tip and some tangents. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kim Katberg asks, name. how about some coverage on the different kinds of stress relief? Habits, activities, rituals you've come across. Oh. Stress relief. We kind of mentioned this with, like, the baking and the not working, but mm-hmm. let's try to do other things. So not baking and not whatever I said. I don't <laughs> listen to myself. <laughs> you uh, you were saying to have, like, a set time to do Oh, things. yeah. So I guess I didn't even answer this question. <laughs> <laughs> so you go. Okay. Stress relief habits, activities, and rituals. Hmm. I mean, I think a good TV show gets me out of it. Like The Good Place or Gilmore Girls. That was mine, too. Or Silicon Valley. Oh, it was really- mm-hmm. I feel like when you're watching something, if you can get invested, your world becomes that world. And you forget about things. Yes. I like that a lot. That's a- I'm going to just say the same thing. As okay, I- then I'll give two tips. Okay, perfect. <laughs> just two tips and some tangents. <laughs> Um, I I love a good TV show. I love like comfort shows that you've seen a lot of times, like that you can go back to, and they always make you feel good and happy. But I also love like bad shows, like shows that are oh. so predictable, like Heart of Dixie, which I highly recommend because it's not that it's bad, it's not poorly written or anything. It's just like you know everything that's gonna happen. But I think that there's like some comfort and like nicety in that. Yeah, I do like that too. Well, it's like the era of familiarity. That's always... Oh, what's that? Oh, it's not a term. I'm. Oh. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how smart are you, you professor of philosophy? <laughs> I wish I... Maybe uh, maybe it should be. Yeah, it is now. The air of familiarity. That is a really cool thing. I'm also not saying the word correctly. Just one Fami- more time. F- familiar- familiarity. 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 It's a familiar rarity. Well, <laughs> the rural tour. The air of familiar rarity. The air of familial rarity. Is it familiar? What am I saying? <laughs> the the air of, of familiarity. Fam- familiarity. Right? Yeah. Okay. It's like when you say a word too many times, it stops meaning anything. I know. The rural juror. The rural juror. That's funny. Such a good. That's such a good show. Watch Thirty Rock. 
I should watch, watch it again because I watched 30 Rock before I understood, first of all, what SNL was and before I knew what live TV and scripting and oh, shows in general. Because, yeah, you weren't, you didn't grow up watching SNL. No, and I didn't grow up knowing what entertainment was. So, like, I, <laughs> I was in a box. I was in a bunker. Kimmy Schmidt, you're not the first. I, uh, I didn't understand Entourage when a lot of my friends were watching it because I was like, what does a manager do? What's a producer? Who's talent? What is this? Like, I still it, haven't seen that show. It was, I barely, I don't even know anything about it. It was just, it was so confusing to me because it was so out of my small town brain. It just, oh. it was a nothing. I, I told you before, I thought Florida was the only place. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like you would see places on TV and be like, what part of Florida is that? Yeah, I'd be like, that's just, okay. It like, looks I, like, a, like a suburban neighborhood just seemed like right. home. Exactly. Wow. So I didn't, I truly didn't. I mean, if because I watched Full House, so I knew that mm. the Golden Gate Bridge, I knew that was a place. Oh, for sure. But like, when I moved to LA, I thought I was moving to San Diego. I didn't know Wait. how far away it was. What do you mean? I'm... A yeah, gas. you might what? not know this either. No. What an anniversary it is for us. I'm learning so much about you, and I love every second of it. <laughs> so for a long time when I first started dancing, I wanted to be on this mega crew called Choreo Cookies, which is what Keone, Madrid, and Mari were a part of. Yes. And I wanted – and the only way to be on that team was if you grew up in it. So you had to start at, like, the lower level of – That not seems unfair. Level. Yeah. It's, like, all in the family. For oh, So, for sure. like, it's – cutesy mm-hmm. a way it's a way of being unfair that's very cute and respectable <laughs> so not in when i say lower level i mean younger so mm-hmm. you start when you're like 10 and then you grow up into like the next level of age which is like 13 to 15 or whatever and then you get to the top and choreo cookies is the adult version mm-hmm. and so i wanted nothing more to be on choreo cookies and i knew that you couldn't audition for it so it's like okay hopefully i can just start in my age bracket and then train under them and hopefully i can make it so i thought la and san diego were the same place or i thought it was like right out the like outskirts. so close yeah that was like burbank and eagle rock or something but it is two hours away if you don't live in la or don't want to google maps this <laughs> it's two hours away and so i was like yay i'm gonna dance i'm gonna be a professional dancer and then i'm also gonna be on this crew for uh like leisure and so i come out here and i realize that it's two hours away and i don't do anything about it i start just doing auditions and then miraculously they were like we're taking submissions the first time ever choreo cookies for choreo cookies oh my god yeah it was like an extra team it wasn't exactly choreo cookies but it was like oh we're doing like a fun team but it's for all ages and you don't have to go through our age program to be on it this story is a roller coaster so i go and i audition two hours i drive two hours with my friend alana and we audition and I remember Keone posted a photo on Instagram and it's like me in this hoodie that says like, I think it says Filipino, but it has like LA, like big. That's not even how you spell Filipino, but it was like. <laughs> Filipino. Yeah. And so it was Fila. Wow, that would have been smart. Smart. <laughs> and I remember he posted this photo. If I can find it, I'll put it on the blog post, com slash podcast. And it's. His caption was like, surprised and excited to see some of these faces here. And it's like a blatant picture of me. It's crazy. And so he ended up asking me to be on this team. (gasps) Yeah. What was it called? Oh, gosh. I'm not sure. Choreo Brownies? (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what it was called. But I start training with them for a couple of weeks. And then they go through this huge rebrand of the the studio. And then for my 25th birthday, I never knew why I, I wasn't asked back. 
So Choreo Cookies had this adult team. Okay. And I was on it for a couple, it was like two weeks, and then nothing because they, they were changing the name of the studio. They were rebuilding it. It was a whole thing. Were you driving back and forth this whole time? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, two hours. It was like, I think, twice a week. And so I was like, yes, this is this is why I moved here. And then I never heard back for a long, long time. And this is right after I started doing YouTube. And so I got this gift that Amanda, my old roommate, gave me. And it was a book of people in my life wrote little letters to me. Aww. It was so sweet. And so I, I open the page and I see Keone's name at the bottom. And I like instantly start crying. <gasps> and I was like, what could he have said? And he explained every reason that I was Aww. wondering for like three years of why I wasn't on this team anymore. And he was like, Choreo Cookies was a way to build people's personalities and in, in their morale as long as their professional dance career. But by the time that you were on the team, you had already done all that for yourself so <gasps> basically saying like i already, you didn't need it yeah and i was like but i want i wanted to <laughs> but i wanted to do it but it was so nice to have an answer to a question that you were like was i not good enough do they not like me but it was all oh. because like he I was like you've already gotten your wings we don't you don't need this i feel like i just like took the deepest breath and like <laughs> held it for a long time and let it out crazy right that's amazing i don't even know where that came from what was the question uh oh, stress, stress relief. relief why did we what because we were talking about tv shows and then we were talking about putting yourself in a place and then you were talking about how you thought florida was the only place oh wow good for you <laughs> thank you you would be a good reverse detective <gasps> well i guess the detective always goes in reverse <laughs> <laughs> they're like i bet something's gonna happen now <laughs> Who is your favorite TV detective? How specific? I mean, I, there's only one, right? I mean, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, I was going to say Monk. You've referenced Monk so much today. I love Monk <laughs> as much as I love Ruth Chris. That's heavy. That's... I can't. Take it back. I take it back. Ruth I can't Chris, say that. she's sorry. Monk, one time I was talking to this guy and he made a Monk reference and I was like, oh, I th I'm a size six in my ring. <laughs> A monk reference? Did you watch it a lot or do you yeah. just know he's a detective? Oh, no, no, I watch it all the time. It was the scariest thing I could ever see because <laughs> it de dealt with death. Oh, yeah, you don't like, like death. You don't like gross things. I don't like blood. It was a monk. That's why you don't like Halloween. Yeah, and I think Halloween is kind of like lying. That's the sweetest thing I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> Halloween is like lying, so I don't like it. <laughs> monk and uh, Mr. Bean is what I grew up on. Oh. Monk, Mr. Bean, Beauty and the Beast, and Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, and That's Wizard of Oz. Such a beautiful foundation. <laughs> What's your top five movies that you grew up as a kid? Uh, Blazing Saddles. Oh, so it's just my, genius. My dad was an actor, so okay. I always watched like actually good movies. Right, Blazing Saddles, uh, Pulp Fiction. Oh wow, uh, Little Mermaid. <laughs> Ooh, Rat Race. Is a race. <laughs> <laughs> Did we watch that too? Yes, I love Rat Race. I make so many Rat ra Race references. <laughs> I make so many triple R's. It's insane. They call them R trips. Um, Dude, everything about that movie is so good because it follows like five different people and it's so cohesively intertwined yes. that you're not confused ever. But it's also hilarious. It's the writing so, is so good. It has not a good rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you really? know that? Yeah. I'm actually going to see exactly what Well, it because is. Rotten Tomatoes has like the critics... And critic is such a good word for them because they yes. are absolute critics. 
And then there's and there's the audience score. And usually the audience score is where I'm going off of because critics are going off of like how tight is the script? What does it look like? Is the DP good? It's no, is it a good movie or not? Did you laugh when she stuck her butt out the window and was prairie dogging? Because I did. Oh, I didn't love that part. My dad died (laughs) laughing at that part. (laughs) Okay. Okay, the tomato meter for Rat Race is... Tomato meter. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> ah, tomato meter, tomato meter. It's <laughs> <laughs> funny. Tomato meter is 43%, and the audience score is only 64%. Are you kidding? The, that's dyslexia and upside down. That needs to be 94%. Yeah. This says... Uh, the critic consensus is oh, yeah, Rat Race moves from one sight gag to another, oh. but only a handful of them are genuinely funny. I disagree. I mean, yeah, it's gaggy. It's so funny. It's it's funny, but it is like the humor of Rat Race is, I feel like it is low-hanging fruit type of like silly gags, but it is funny. Yeah. It's super funny. They do the low-hanging fruit in, in a funny way. Yeah. In like not your obvious way. John Lovitz has my heart. For the rest of my life. Every person in there is hilarious. It took me like five movies to realize that Whoopi Goldberg didn't have eyebrows. <laughs> but <laughs> Which all- movie did you realize it at? Oh, gosh. Maybe it was Sister Act. I love Sister Act. Did I don't I tell think you- I've ever seen it. What yeah. do you mean? I've just never seen it. Do is you- it that? I think that it is so important to see. I love it so much. There was a, oh, I think you would maybe like it. I'm not sure if I you would. I bet I would. I wonder if you would. We should watch it for sure. Um, but there is one song on there. Where, did you do Powder Puff? Or no. did you have it? I know what it is, but I never did it. I guess you would have to be on a cheerleading or football team in order mm-hmm. to do it. But if you don't know what Powder Puff is, it's when the cheerleading team and the football team switch positions. So the guys will wear the shell and the skirt of the cheerleading costume and do a routine. And then the girls will play flag football or something like that. Um, or the girls and guys, whoever's on your cheerleading team. And I coached the Powder Puff cheerleaders, which are the football team, and mm-hmm. I made them stunt which is when you you know pick people up and throw them in the air i didn't know you coach that's yeah, so cool for their routine sure um i think i had to because i was captain so i think it was you my were captain of every cheerleading team i was on no uh-huh freshman year varsity um, you were varsity of freshman year no you couldn't be so oh. i was freshman captain and gotcha. then my sophomore year varsity and dance team i'm so proud of you that's so sick Wait, so did you teach them a routine or did they have yeah. to make the routine up themselves? So I taught them. I choreographed it. I taught them how to stunt and the whole thing. And it was set to the song, I Will Follow Him from Sister Act. Here's a clip of it. I will follow him, follow him wherever he Follow him wherever he may go. And it was like, I love him, I love him, I love him. And where he goes, I follow, I follow. How do you know the song? Well, it's an old song. It's an old song. Yeah, but they sing that in Sister Act. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, so stress. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, just join a cheerleading team. Is it called choreographing when you're doing a cheer routine? Yeah, the whole routine. But if you're making a cheer, I guess you're just making a cheer. Oh, for sure. I I really didn't like doing the sideline chants. Really? Yeah. I would have loved that. Well, you have a good, like, booming volume. Oh, thank you. And I didn't like it. That's so interesting. You have a very good, you have a lot of projection, though. 
when I'm mad enough. Funny. No, when you're mad, you get quiet. I that's so true. <laughs> I get really quiet. I don't if you look yell, it's usually either very good or very insignificantly bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like if if water moves, not even spills. But if, if water moves by itself, of course I'm yelling. <laughs> I'm not dead, Matilda. Oh, I love that. I love Matilda. What I used to wear my a bow in my hair like Matilda because I thought she was so cute and smart. And I she used read to a lot. Try to move things with my eyes. Me too. In the shower, and then sometimes they would move just because like the water hit it. And I was like, <gasps> I'm a witch. The pancakes that she makes mm. are perfect. I know she's so talented. I the shot of Matilda that I think is beautiful is when she's holding the red wagon of books, and she's it's a montage of her growing up. It's like three or four stages of age. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> three or four stages. <laughs> Okay. Eyebrows so high. Eyebrows so high. Mother effers want to find me. That's a uh, beauty parody. <laughs> Stress relief habits, activities, or rituals. Quick tip, go. Uh, the comfort TV show. Okay. Mine is... I stole yours, so good luck. Mine is mindfulness in a way that is not meditating because meditate I cannot meditate but Mm -hmm. like when I do calligraphy that I used to that's so therapeutic to me or just like adult coloring books something like that or even cooking something that takes Mm -hmm. your mind off of everything else and you can focus on one thing that's kind of like autopilot yeah oh yeah oh yeah or like one thing I love to do like during the holidays is I love I love pomegranates but they're so hard to peel but if you just like put on some music or put on a podcast or a show and then you're just peeling pomegranates and then you end up with this giant bowl of pomegranate seeds. That's two things. I never knew how to peel a pomegranate until I met you. Do you remember I was on a, I was shooting a pilot for a a cooking show and it was your first day ever on a set with me. You had just started like the week before. I think, I think it was that week. I think it was like September 28th or something. Right. And so we were on set and they're like, okay, you need to peel this pomegranate. And I was like, I, I don't know how. <laughs> and so you're like, this is how you do it. And I forgot, but I did, but you did show me. I'll show you again. <laughs> My second thing about pomegranates is that I don't agree with the inside of it. Like I like the outsides, but why is it crunchy? Because that's a seed. Why are you eating a seed? Uh, why do you say that to strawberries? No, because strawberries, their little seeds are just blackheads. Oh. (laughs) You've seen too many pore strip commercials. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I get it. I for sure understand why you wouldn't like it. Strawberries are just raspberries with blackheads. Oh. But, like, raspberries have the seeds in it, too. I don't eat raspberries. Oh, yeah. Or blackberries. You only like blueberries and strawberries. Yeah. I like the idea of pomegranate seeds a lot. But I don't like the cr- the crunchy. That's the it is a very aggressive crunch. Like a blueberry has seeds in it, but you can't really taste it. A blueberry has seeds it. in it. Yeah, unbelievable. Furious. <laughs> I don't believe this. Did you ever eat a sunflower? I mean, not a sunflower. Did you eat a watermelon seed and actually think it might grow inside of you? One hundred percent. Especially because my dad made sure that I thought it was going to. <laughs> I'd be like, Dad, I, I I I don't know what to do. I ate the seed. I ate the black seeds, and he'd be like, Irene. I know. I. I'm so sorry. I don't know. Oh I'm going to miss gosh. you a lot. <laughs> I only thought that way because it did grow inside of me. I'm kidding. She's a watermelon. She's sitting here as a giant watermelon. <laughs> I don't even need a costume for Halloween. This one says, oh, this is from Mary. 
Wooly A at Lake Mary All Stars. Lake Mary All Stars. Great job. Uh, that was my cheerleading team <laughs> back at home. At Wooly Ace says how to make a decent coffee without a machine. So many coffee questions. Ooh, without a machine. Oh, that's like a pour over situation. Oh, I was just gonna say go buy one. <laughs> Maybe there are boycotting machines and they won't even go out to a coffee shop. Here, I there's a pour-over situation that I... Oh, a French press and a pour-over are two different things. How would you make coffee without a machine? This is... So there's two versions, a French press and a pour-over. The pour-over, I think, is much easier because it's like an apparatus with a cup underneath. you got a filter, and then oh. all you do is put the teaspoons and then the hot water over top, and whatever comes down... Whatever filters out is coffee. That's what my mom does because she's so just like a easy. single. She only makes one cup a day. That's I think the best way to go because I had a boyfriend that loved coffee and I was trying to be cute and so I bought this French press and what you had to do with it was manually grind the bean into a powder and then put the same teaspoon that you would put in the pour over in the French press and then put boiling water only to cover it and let it swirl around for like 30 seconds and then you would fill the rest of it all the way up and wait three minutes and then you would push down the top and yeah. it would push down all of the coffee grounds that came up and then you'd pour it out. And every time it just tasted like dirty sewer water. <laughs> and he would lie to me every time and be like, that's so, thank you so much. This is so great. And like, I, would, I didn't like coffee then so I would taste it and i go, I think it's something. But like, oh my God, I can't believe we lasted for that long because he was like <laughs> lying out of his teeth so that I wouldn't get mad. Oh, which was nice in That's retrospect. Sweet on both of your parts. Yeah, that you tried so hard and that he like wanted to make you feel good about. Yeah, it. but Whoa. I would definitely go with a pour over. Is but does that count as a machine? No. So it's just electronic machines. He means. Yeah. Well, because the pour over, it's like a wood stand. It's just stand. piece of plastic. Yeah. 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 Plastic, wood, whatever it is, it, and then the bottom is your actual coffee cup. Yeah. So Whoa. that's definitely not a machine. Yeah, I think they look cool. It makes they a lot look of really sense. cool. I would do that if I liked hot coffee. Mm. But you you only like hot diner coffee. That is so right. Okay, from at Fluid Harmony, quick organizing tip, please. Quick tip for organizing: make sure that you utilize your mark as unread button on your email, because that way, Ooh. yeah. Because I'll always look at an email and be like, "Ooh, gotta remember that later," but I'll just not. Market if I don't mark it as unread, I will never see it again in my life. Yeah, so that's like, really good. Mark as unread if you need to think about it later. If you can reply right then, but if you need to think about it, that's cool that you went with email for organizing. Because even the even the few emails I get now, I have to be like, oh, I gotta figure this out because yeah. I don't know how to do it. I wouldn't even think about talking about work. Oh, like, really? What's yours? Like a closet or something. Oh, okay. What's your tip? Mm, what's a Good organizing tip. I mean, it would be weird to say that find a place for everything, but like actually do. Like, even no. if it's if, if we're talking about a dresser, one drawer should be designated for t-shirts, and then the other one should be designated for like workout clothes. And I would say use drawer dividers. That's my tip. Drawer dividers, because that could also go if you're trying to organize a drawer that's like office stuff or supplies or clothes or makeup. If you have two drawer dividers into one drawer, then you have three separate sections mm -hmm. that you can designate to specific things knowing where something is is the best luxury you'll find in your life ever it's so nice <laughs> when I'm like when somebody asks me for something like at the office and I'm like oh it's under this on this side of this in this thing it's and it's that's where it is yeah you're very like mom in that respect oh. I feel like I could ask 
like call my mom and be like, hey, mom, I think I left a thing in Texas in your house, but I don't know where it is. She's like, oh, yeah, you left that under the chair yeah. in this room. Moms. And it's at the bottom left leg. And I'd be like, how did you do that? But that's how you are in the office and stuff. I mean, that's how you are at your house, too. Moms are so cool with that. That's like an act. I feel like when you have a baby, you get superpowers. Mm-hmm. And that's one of them. Absolutely. The second one is being able to unlock the next level of love. <laughs> the other one's finding my lost sock from six years ago. Oh my god, and making a person. Is that crazy <laughs> that people just make other people? Dude, that's crazy. Um, Jennifer Napalo asks, what is a good air freshener for your car? Scent and brand. I don't think, I don't remember the last time I had car air freshener. The last thing that smelled my car up was In-N-Out. Yeah, same. McDonald's french fries. And I was fine with that. Oh my god, can we get a fish fillet after this? Okay. I'm- you can get that. And I'll get something good. <laughs> Why don't you like it? There's so many reasons. Okay. I don't want to get the thing that gets the most people sick. How do, who, not at a fast food restaurant. Who has gotten you sick? How who fish? Is, oh, I thought you were like I know five people that got sick from a fish no, fillet. No, 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 no. I'm th- my dad loves fish fillet. Mm-hmm. Every For good reason. I'm sorry, fillet of fish. That's right. Every man above the age of fifty I know loves fillet of fish. That's my type. And you. <laughs> I just think that it's so gross. First of all, I don't want cheese on my fish. Unless, yes, you do. No, unless it's a tuna melt. It is melted. On what kind of fish? Okay, what kind of fish is it? Cod. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Google it. I don't know if it's cod, but I'm going to say it is. Cod is the only good fish everywhere. Cod and sea bass. You're, you're safe. Stop. What is it? It's absolutely not cod. What is it? It's Alaskan pollock. That's so close to cod. No, it isn't. Uh-huh. It's got the same pollock. Cod. <laughs> It's close grammatically. That's right. That's all it needs Phonetically. To um, I what just, else? You don't want cheese on it, number one. She you- just gave me like the most <laughs> sassy head bob I've ever seen. Um, no, I just like, I. to be fair to you and your You've never had it, people, have you? No. Oh, my God. Okay. I oh, ha- my. I've never had a whole one. I've tried some of my dad's, and it was yuck. You have tried I don't it. like to cook fish. I don't this like is true. cooked fish. You, okay. Okay. So I think that's a big reason. I'll take that over the fact that it's bad because wrong. Is that is that your favorite sandwich from McDonald's? Yes, of course. Followed closely by a double cheeseburger. No mustard. Uh, take the pickles off first. You eat the pickles first, and then you eat the rest. Mm, wow. Double cheeseburger is, oh, yum. If, what do you, you know what's bad at McDonald's? What? A Big Mac. Or a quarter pounder. Quarter pounder with cheese? Yeah, that's bad. What's it's a the... different meat. Yeah. It's a, such a different meat. Then it starts to taste like a Burger King burger. And Big Macs I like. I actually don't know if I've had a Big I think Mac. my brother got one a while ago and I got a bite. I've had a double good. Big Mac. So they were doing this one weird thing. I was dating this guy who loves Big Macs. So I was driving and I saw that they had like a Big Mac on top of a Big Mac. It's like those London buses, but with Big Macs. Like it's I remember double this decker. promotion. It's a double decker Big Mac. And I was like, oh, I was trying to be cute. I was like, we should for sure get this. And so we got it and like a bunch of fries. And it was so much food. Yeah. So much bread. And it was it was just a waste. Like I definitely bet. don't get that. I've never had a normal Big Mac, though, so I'll probably try that at some point. I think it's just half of what you had. <laughs> yeah. It's just one bus. Wait, but yeah, Quarter Pounder is bad. Don't get it. Yeah, I think that, too. What's, but, your, what's your sandwich at McDonald's? I mean, before they discontinued it. What did they discontinue? Hot and spicy McChicken. That sounds horrible. Why does everything need to be so hot and spicy? 
because <laughs> I need to feel. No, I, I love it. I love their chicken sandwich though. The chicken sandwich I don't think I've ever had. What? It's just a oh, it's a McChicken, of McChicken, course. McChicken, yeah. Well, you got to call it by its name. <laughs> I'm so sorry to have hurt you and your son like that. <laughs> okay. Oh, car air freshener. Right. So Yeah, just get McDonald's. That's what I'm saying. But I think I did have one of those Febreze clip-ins. Is mm. it Febreze or is it yeah. some? Yeah, I had one of those. It was like waterfall something, alliteration waterfall. I like the clean ones. Wistful waterfall. I, yeah, probably. I don't like the, the new car scent fresheners. I That's like vanilla extract or like vanilla flavoring versus yeah. something that's actually vanilla. When I first got my car and it was new, I drove around with the windows open and like two bags of In-N-Out in my car for as long as I could because I can't st- – that smell makes me nauseous. It does – why is it that way? Is that – because every car smells like that. Is that just what the materials smell like? I, I mean it must be because – but that's in like leather interiors and cushion yeah, interiors. Yeah, it's in everything. Everywhere. So maybe it's like the dashboard because that's maybe. all the same thing. It's – but it makes – I think that's my least favorite scent. I don't I'd rather like smell it. manure than smell new car smell. <laughs> swear M- to God. Manure car smell. <laughs> yeah, that's not good. Okay, here we go. Chad Milazzo asks, is it more important to be self-motivated or to have people push you to do better? Oh, what about you? So, like, is it easier if you're like, I want to get this done, or is it easier if I'm like, this has to be done? <laughs> I think, I, th- I don't know, because for me, it's a mixture of both. I think it's more important for me to be self-motivated because that means I'm going to care more and I'm going to want to do something. But I know that the things that I'm self-motivated motivated about, is like with work, it, you are also wanting me to do, so that helps me want to do it. Yeah. But like... I guess, what about like in workouts? Would you rather go to a class mm-hmm. of a, an instructor going, okay, now to do this for 30 seconds, or would you like do a better job on your own at like a your own gym? For sure. I would rather work out on my own. Yeah, I think I'm more self-motivated. Whoa. Are you the other way around? Yeah, I would so much rather go to like a trainer and then go, okay, now do 10 push-ups. Now, I mean, I'm not going to do a push-up. But they do 10 squats. (laughs) I hate. What was it on Saturday? Not going to catch me doing a push-up. Yeah, my doctor told me to do push-ups and. (laughs) And then the doctor left the room. But he was immediately outside the door because he was going to come back in. And he was like, yeah, just do like a push-up, something that will like do your arms because I have like some shoulder stuff. And so. So he goes out of the room and I look at Irene and I go, won't catch me doing a push up. <laughs> Instantly he walks in. He was like, also, I forgot. And I was like, no, 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 no. He just heard me definitely oh defy God. his direction that he just gave me. But it's interesting because you're so self-motivated in work stuff. That's true. Yeah, I don't like it in, in workouts. It's just boring to me. I would much rather like, I don't know, because I don't even think about it when I'm in Pilates. They're like, OK, do this next. Now we're doing this. Mm-hmm. I'm not thinking about what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. I think that's nice. Like, I don't not like that. It's just I prefer to do the one I want because then I can do exactly what I want. I know mm. what I want to work. If you're like, if I hate my stomach and we don't do any stomach stuff, yeah, I'm going to be like, knock, knock. Where's the thing I wanted to do? Right, right, right. So I guess he's asking, is it more important? I mean, for me, it's a no-brainer. It's more important to be self-motivated. For sure. But it would help easier in specific instances if you had somebody guiding you. But yes, yeah, self-motivation, is that's where it all starts and important. ends. Yeah. yeah, definitely that. Nice suit. Kayla, it looks like. Hi, Jay Kayla asks, getting up in the morning. Quick tip on getting up in the morning. Ooh. I do this every day. I, I put my alarm for 7 o'clock, but then I sleep for five minutes afterwards, and then I finally get up, and then I start doing my, my main routine. But 
having a little five minute buffer is nice for me. I think that I I do something similar to that too, but not every day. I'd say as soon as you get up, drink two cups of water. That's really good. That's That's like cups. It's a lot, but just drink it all in one gulp. Holy crap! One (laughs) gulp, one gulp. Let's think about this. Two cups of water. I'm saying all in one gulp. In one go. Okay, a go and a gulp are two different okay. things. They're both cheese. You're, yeah, they definitely are. But you're saying <laughs> one gulp is literally like a like whale Popeye breathing. Eating a spinach. Yeah, like <gasps> like the entire Lake Erie is in your mouth after. You're <laughs> definitely correct in one go. So like, yeah, t- it usually takes me 14 sips. Wow, that's crazy. I should probably start doing that. If you have a trouble getting up in the morning, I heard there's two ways of doing it. Like if you're just like cannot get out of bed, there it, there's one thing where you can put your phone that has the alarm on it across the room, so mm-hmm. you have to get up in order to turn it off. And I also saw that they had a it's kind of like a doormat, but it's an alarm that will not go off until you stand on it. Like your feet have to go on it, and then the alarm goes off. That there's I think BuzzFeed has. Oh my god, I saw that you were on BuzzFeed's tweets about Costco. That was pretty cool. That was sick. It was my first time on BuzzFeed. I was so proud. I honestly felt so proud. I was like, yes, dude. But I I had a better Costco one that they didn't use. Which one was it? So they used one that I was like, why are adults standing in line to... Try animal crackers. Right. They don't know what they taste like? Yeah. We all know. Nothing's changed, guys. But my cool Costco tweet was... um, if Costco had a mixtape, would it all just be samples? Oh, yeah. That was hilarious. That's amazing. That That's my best fun. work. That's your best tweet of all time. I agree. <laughs> I'm going to pin that right now. Of course. Well, Oh, but yeah, BuzzFeed has like an article about like 10 crazy alarm clocks. And mm. one you have to like do math and one you have to like chase it around the room or something. <laughs> yeah. But I've heard it's bad to have. Have you ever seen the people who like screenshot to their Instagram stories that are like all my alarms and it's like 702, 708, 706. So yeah. All those. I've heard that that's not good. Like when you're when you wake up, you're supposed to like wake up. Right. But I mean, I can't say I know that because I'm often like put a 10 minute alarm on or something afterwards. But I've heard if you're just like trying to get up, I'd say set one alarm mm-hmm. at a reasonable time and just just sit up right away. Yeah. Another tactic is opening up your eyes and screaming really loudly. <laughs> Preferable if you live alone. <laughs> yeah. Unless you're the alarm clock for the person next to you. <laughs> I love that. Next cue. Mari Rosales asks how to find good healthy routine and stick to it. Healthy routine tips. Mm. Or sticking with one. Either or. I guess sticking with one. Because finding one will be, uh, that's up to you. Like everyone has a different type of of health-like regimen that would serve them the best. Some people thrive off of no meat. Some people need meat. So that aside, I mean, definitely drink water, like you said. But quick tip on how to stick with a healthy routine. I'm going to answer this with something, Mm. a question to you. Mm. You're so good if you have to diet for a specific reason, you do that. But your lifestyle normally is very healthy and, like, really well-balanced. Like, if you really want a Kit Kat, you'll have a Kit Kat. Mm -hmm. But you also, like, eat salads the next day. So, like, what have you found is the easiest to, like, keep you maintaining that well-balanced diet? Ooh. I think, honestly, it came from 
gluttony, just straight up gluttony. Like I would eat like trash, but then like none of my clothes would fit. And more than that, I would just feel bad. Mm -hmm. So, and I, I would diet super crazy and then I would relapse into this binging, like terrible food. And then I would just, again, like the cycle would start over and over and over. Mm -hmm. And now it's like, I've done, I've gone through that cycle three or four times of like losing immense amount of weight and then like getting it all back. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, oh, I don't want to feel like that anymore. I can have an oatmeal cookie here, but as long as I eat generally okay and cut out like most carbs and sugars and processed foods, like I'm going to feel fine every day. So I think it's just like going through horrendous <laughs> terrain. That's good. That's like so experiential, like yeah. you're over feeling that way. Yeah. It just feels like gross and murky. Yeah. What's, I think. Yeah. What's yours? I fluctuate between, I think I'm where you were a couple of years ago, <laughs> where I fluctuate between like what? I live one time right. in this life, and I'm not going to eat this cake. <laughs> and then, Every day? Are you living on Mount Glutton? Yes. Always. I have a house there. <laughs> but then there are some times where I'm like, oh, I need to treat my body as best as I can, and da-da-da. I think it's mostly just, like, kind of what's going to make you happy. Like, yeah, like, this ramen's going to make you happy, so for sure eat it. But, like, are you going to be happy in a week if this is all you eat? Yeah. So, That's like, all foresight also. So, like, do what makes you happy in the moment, but don't be blind to foresight. Yeah, I agree. I, my quick tip to stick with something mm. is give yourself checkpoints. Like, in dance Ooh. class, when we're teaching, there's checkpoints because it's so much information for your for the students to digest. And in the same way, it's like that's so much for your body to digest of like this is a new type of food. I'm only eating greens now. Like they're like, where's the good stuff? Mm -hmm. And so give yourself a little bit of checkpoint. So maybe like every week on Sunday or on the weekends, like maybe on, on weekdays you don't eat sugar or, or like bread at least. Or like take one bad thing that you know is yeah. bad out of your out of your diet. And then on Sunday and Saturday, just kind of like live your life normally. And then you have something to look forward to. And then that's not you eating that way every single day. So then you don't feel – you don't feel like mountain glutton where your house is. <laughs> don't come here. Don't come here. No trespassing. It's a grunge. The grunge? The Grinch eating lunch. <laughs> the grunge. Next question. From absolutely. Cute. Overcoming quarter life crisis. That hopeless feeling because getting pressured by family. There's a lot in this 140 characters. 100%. But just, I guess, a quick tip. I guess this is another pressure question. Mm -hmm. My quick tip for overcoming a quarter life crisis is keep on going. If you're going through hell, keep on going. Don't stop now. What's the rest of the lyric? Oh, if, if you're going my through... face up, mm. Oh, are you singing the All-American Rejects? Gives you hell? Circa that's, 2008? That's right. Eight? That's not what I'm saying. What are you saying? This was a country song, which I thought you would know, and I think no. you probably do, but I'm a bad Maybe. singer. No. If you're going through hell, keep on going, don't stop now. If you're scared, don't show it. You might get out before the devil even knows you're there. I love that. I don't know that song at all, but I want to. It's a good song. It's country. It's a good song. <laughs> yeah, I say keep going. Oh, cute. I love that. What's your tip for quarter life crises? Find something that you really like doing and make sure you do that. Love it. <laughs> From Effie Peppa. Nice, dude. How to Are feel more confident. Oh, quick tip on confidence. I'm a big fake it till you make it queen. That's good. Okay, because mine is kind of similar because mine was look good, feel good. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That one's I, that one's better. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Because it's true. It's, it's absolutely insane. 
granted it's gotten better now like the valley of which I felt different has gotten better as to like when I have makeup on versus when I don't Mm. Um, eyebrows are a different story (laughs) I feel it's so look good feel good where if I'm just wearing eyebrows I'll feel like an eight (laughs) even though I'm not oh my god but if I'm not I'll feel like a like a negative four like it's it is so important to like look good yeah I just for feel yourself. like right. It doesn't yeah. have to be makeup. It's just like if you feel like you love this shirt, wear that shirt. Yeah, exactly. Just getting dressed. And that was an issue like when I used to work from home. I wouldn't wear shoes. I wouldn't get dressed. I would wear sweatpants. I'd still probably in my be in my Pilates clothes. And I would just start working and it was just like, oh, there's no separation. And I feel gross throughout the entire mm-hmm. day. But now that we have this office space, like I get dressed and I like to wear these clothes and it, it serves me in a way that I feel confident. And that's just getting dressed in the morning. Yeah. Like that's just changing your clothes instead of your stinky nine hours sweated in clothes. <laughs> Pilates for nine hours? <laughs> no, when I'm sleeping. Oh. I don't have my fan on. Of course. Um, but yeah, I think fake it till you make it. I like a lot because like once you start pretending to be confident, it's just going to be second nature. Like it's not going to be something you have to think about. Yeah. So that's always fun. Agree. Not thinking. <laughs> David Michael asks how to deal with stress at the workplace. Ooh, quick tip on that from me is I know we talked about taking quick breaks every now and then because like I think in what like places like Google and stuff have so many like pinball machines and fun things and like a cotton candy maker. (laughs) And I think it's because it's like with all I mean, they are creative company, too. So it's like there's a lot of pressure that goes on when you have to do like creative and kind of like admin business Mm -hmm. stuff so I think like definitely taking a break we were talking about this the other day like watch a YouTube video if you get too stressed or like go on your Instagram for five minutes or something like that if you keep on going and don't take any breaks a lot of times I work through lunch too but that's fine there's two my two tips two tips and a tangent is one take breaks the other if you don't want to take breaks uh It'll make you feel good if you're more productive, then be more productive. If you're stressed because you're not getting enough done, don't take a lunch break. Like, you can still eat, but, like, just Mm – if if it'll make you feel better to be more productive, go through it. If it'll make you feel better to take a break in order to be more productive, take a break. People work in different ways, and sometimes I do too. Some days I need, like, five breaks, and some days I need none. Mm -hmm. It Just, like, listen to yourself of what you need that particular day. I love that advice because that's – Coming from somebody who works with Megan, like, that's exactly true. Like, she's very much that way. I, again, feel super fortunate. And this sounds like I'm just, like, kissing your ass like crazy. But I feel super... Turns the volume up. (laughs) How about a couple extra decimals on this one? Levels shot up. (laughs) I feel super, super lucky because um, at a time in work when I felt so stressed and so overwhelmed, Megan, like, took it upon herself to make sure that that was no longer an issue for me. And that was something that she took on for a while. And then we figured something else out for that. And so I am unbelievably lucky to have that luxury of like doing the things that I feel most confident in and feel best at and not really having the stuff that I'm super stressed about. Mm -hmm. And it works out really well, I think. I'm very, very appreciative of it. Let's dive into that a little bit. Now it's a little bit different because when you were going through the issues of stress before we figured out how to fire on all cylinders the best way that we could as a team. What advice would you give to someone from the experience of like dealing with stress before we had 
the talk. Mm-hmm. I think I was I was trying to do a lot of stuff not at work that like would relieve the stress mm-hmm. of like, oh, I'll try to bake. I'll try to see friends. I'll try to go out. I'll try to do all these things. But I would also do like the self-love stuff, like face masks and taking yeah. a bath and doing all that. And so, yeah, so it's definitely important to just like have time for yourself where like you're not worried about if it's work that you're stressed about you're mm-hmm. not worried about work so like when you get home take time to make dinner that you like take time to like clean yourself like take a shower make it a long shower make it super hot like whatever is best for you scold your skin off <laughs> of course and then you won't have to worry about going into work because you can't <laughs> but I mean I think the reason I started getting so stressed was because I just wasn't being honest with you about it. And I wasn't being like, hey, this is too much for me. And I was trying to take it all on. Mm -hmm. So like just being honest with your superior, supervisor, boss, coworker, whoever, like being honest and being like this because it was you who brought it up. Mm -hmm. I was too nervous to it because I was like, she's going to think I'm a bad worker. I don't want this like negative thing. But you took it so unbelievably well. And, like, made my life so much better and so much easier. And that was another thing that I never felt like I, was, I wasn't I was on a team. It's just I felt like I wasn't handling my uh, responsibilities properly. Right. I think a super important part of stress is just, like, feeling like you have somebody that can help you with it. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people don't like to ask for help, but, like, I think that's dumb. Yeah. If you need help, ask for it. Yeah. That took me a long time to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, I've I've kind of always ask for help except in this situation because I would see you powering through so much I was like I should know how to do this and then I was like you were like it's okay and I was like okay okay it's not okay it's not okay (laughs) and so that's like so now when there's a problem at work or something I feel I feel productive when we're all stressed because like we all want to get this done and like you can do this and I'll do this and you can do that part so it's like if you have a bunch of people you can lean on and ask for help and do stuff for too Mm -hmm. like I like that a lot does yeah. that answer any question? Or yeah. Did I just talk for eight minutes? Both. Perfect. <laughs> no, it's perfect. I agree completely. Um, yeah. I mean, adding on to yours, another quick tip is, it's not even a quick tip. It's just like a wrap up. Uh, yeah. Separate work and your life. Yeah. If you can. Try the best that mm-hmm. you can. Um, we only have a few more left. Here we go. From Maddie, again. How Maddie. to be committed to a routine and yourself and not procrastinate Ooh, procrastination quick tip on procrastination Ooh, i have something go it's doesn't work but i read about it one time (laughs) so there's there's a a way of thinking i guess it's called neuro-linguistic programming i guess (laughs) and they it's a if you're a visual learner this might work for you for me it doesn't but this is just something that I can give to you. So they tell you to to think of the two things that you have on your plate as sheets, like sheets of paper. So you have one that's a thing that you have to do, your task, and there's a thing that you want to do or like your end goal or something that you can treat yourself with. Kind of like once I get through my job, I can do this thing that I want to do. So you're supposed to think of the papers as if they're stacked in front of each other or on top of each other. And then you poke a hole through the thing that you have to do. Like say it's like you have to do your taxes. And then you're like, oh, I don't want to do my taxes. What's something that will motivate me to do my taxes? And then you're like, oh, I can go to Ruth's Chris after. So you have one piece of paper that's your taxes. And the other piece of paper that's underneath it is Ruth's Chris steak, a menu. 
oh, beautiful. So you're supposed to use your imagination, poke a hole through your tax paper, and then through the paper you see just a smidgen of the Roos Chris perfect medium rare steak on a plate. Mm. So then you go, okay, I can see this as long as I get through this other piece that I have to do. Mm-hmm. It does not work for me. It's it's a very cool image, though. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing it in my head, and I like it a lot. Yeah. But NLP I, is all just visual, which also, like, it sometimes works for me, and it sometimes doesn't. I, yeah. I think we might be similar in that way, because I don't think I it would work for me, but I love that idea, and I wish it did. I wish it did, too, because I'd be like, oh, that's so sick. My, I'm, like, hacking my mind into thinking something, but really, I'm just like, okay, get this done, and then I'll do that. <laughs> I, I guess my, my actual tip for, in, in layman's terms, that I can actually relate to is... Get yourself another checkpoint to go Mm -hmm. after I do this one thing that I have to do, then I can treat myself with this thing. I think that's great. What about you? I hate procrastinating. I hate it. Really? I don't like it. Do you do it? I try not to. That's good. Like every time like in school when I'd get a project, I'd go home and start it that day that we got it Mm. so that it could just be out. I'm a big get things out of the way person. Yeah. And so, like, I know it's not the best way to think of stuff because then it always seems negative. Like, oh, I just want to get this out of the way. I mean, like, when we do the podcast, like, I loved when we were, like, four ahead. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, that's my favorite to just, like, have stuff done. Choose priority things. Like, something that needs to get done. I mean, basic. Like, just the base level of how you think something should be done. This is more important. Do this first. Like, I, I think it's because I'm so scared of being late to stuff or having stuff turn in late. That like I just can't procrastinate. It makes me too nervous. Mm-hmm. And when I and when it's forced upon me, like if I didn't have time to do it or whatever, that makes me super anxious. So I try my hardest to not procrastinate. Yeah, just do the important things first. I guess. Yeah, that's good. Tanya says, figuring out what you want to do or be in the future without stress or fear. Quick tip on figuring out your future. Oh, quick! Just a quick one. Oh, just just what? Just what tip? What? Just what? Just birds. <laughs> wow. Okay, that is, should be a full podcast. But yeah. I guess if I had to do one quick tip um, of figuring something out, it would just be. I mean, it's so stupid. I feel like to say like what makes you happy, but I mean, it kind of does come down to that. Yeah. Pick something you love, and you'll make money off of it. Yeah. I mean, that's as kind long of, as you put the work in. Right. That's true. It's also kind of hard to just say that <laughs> well sure <laughs> but someone. they gave us a minute to answer this yeah, question it is a lot i mean definitely find something that you would enjoy doing for upwards of 14 hours a day if it came to it mm-hmm. like if you wanted to make something your passion if you like wanted to make pillowcases and you didn't put the work in no one's gonna buy your pillowcases so like if you love doing that and you're fine with doing that for 14 hours a day for 14 years i don't know why my number is 14 i but, love that but like that's how many lives you've lived Oh my God, it is! I gotta look into that. <laughs> yeah, something that you can see yourself still being happy with. I would go that direction. And it, even if you don't want to look that far ahead, what makes you happy in this moment? My my cousin Kelly, her favorite quote when we were like nine, it was, uh, I don't know why I asked her what her favorite quote was, but <laughs> she said, don't regret anything because at the time it was exactly what you wanted. And I think that if you just follow, oh, this is, again, so cheesy, but, like, if you follow your heart in a way that you can still have your mind as co-pilot, then... Ooh, <laughs> I love that. Then you'll always be on the right road. I will not add to that except to say I love it. The 14-hour thing is very important. If you could do something for 14 hours a day, mm-hmm. are you still happy? 
Right. And getting frustrated doesn't count. Obviously, sometimes you'll just get frustrated. But, like, yeah, you can make – that's what's amazing about t- – I hate when people say in this day and age. But, like, that's what's amazing I'm about – I'm sure I've said that so many times. I, I say it a lot. But I hate saying it. Yeah, like, you can make money doing anything. Yeah. Anything you like, you can make money doing it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Just believe in yourself and put the work in. Yes, dude. Last cue <gasps> for our, our jar tip. Tip jar. Jar tip. <laughs> George R. Binks. Last tip jar quest from It's King Nando, overcoming creative blocks. Do we have a quick tip on overcoming? Wow, this is a huge. I talked to so many of my other YouTube friends that are all going through this right now. Just a creative lull of like, what are we making on YouTube? What's fun anymore? Because I think that it's the views start to like commandeer what we want. Mm-hmm. And then it's always like, oh, our art and what we're passionate about. No one ever does. <laughs> Because it's just like, ugh, it doesn't do well. But that's what's so fulfilling. But it is hard to create when you're just uninspired. That's a really difficult thing. If I guess, if I had to say anything, it would be go see live art in whatever way it could be. Whether that's a concert or a good improv show or a movie. I mean, even that will help. Are you smiling because there's so much bad improv? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I said a good improv show or like go to a gallery see stuff like there's also it's so interesting because like having somebody like you like a creative like partner like when something is interesting you and I will just talk and brainstorm and figure that out no matter what we were in the middle of like there have been Mm -hmm. so many times where you've you've come in and talked to me or I've come in and talked to you and we're talking about something and then we're like oh wait this would be really funny or this would be a cool idea yeah and then we just just switch gears completely to talk about it just today you were like oh this would be a funny video and we're like yeah okay let's do that like yeah so definitely like just accept creativity when it comes to you no matter where you are like that's what's more important yeah I agree too I guess that's more of obeying creativity when it comes to you Mm -hmm. but what happens when it's not there like what's I mean I guess I already did my tip. Yeah, what yours. Tip? I mean yours is really good. I think I was just trying to steal yours and being like, yeah, also go here. <laughs> um, I think watch watch the people that inspire you normally. Like if mm. you have one inspiration that you that was the reason you started to sing or the reason you did oh, this. Yeah. Go back to them and be <gasps> like, why do I love them so much? And just watch their stuff or listen or read or see their the stuff they've created. That's incredible. That's yesterday I was writing a bit of the book that I'm working on and I was thinking about going back to read the book that made me want to write this one. And I forgot to do that. I just went to sleep instead. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay, too. You're allowed. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, going back to the reason why you wanted to start doing something or your biggest inspiration. Huge way to get some more creativity when you have none. We did it! We did it. Oh my gosh! That was our first tip jar. I figured maybe we'll do one of these like every couple of months. I think that's a very good idea. Yay! If you have any sticky situations or burning concerns for our future episodes when we have guests and actually dive deep into things, email us at justatipshow at gmail.com and be sure to sign off Sleepless in Seattle style so we don't out your true persona. Also, leave us your age because that definitely helps. And while you're at it, how about five stars on Apple Podcasts? Um, Reason? Because we want it. <laughs> is that a and reason? deserve it. And deserve it. Oh, cool thing is um, the Just a Tip was number one on the Internet Stars list on Apple Podcasts. So thank you so much for doing that because I think it was largely in part and by largely, I think all because of you. Thank you. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>